0: When people attempt to read through the Bible, Genesis chapter 5 represents the first hurdle, really. Uh, I hope you agree that so far the Bible has been a rollicking read. There's cosmic creation and then a catastrophic fall, there's murder and intrigue, and now, wait for it, we get a family tree. Um, It seems really like a a ridiculous detour from the central story, Genesis chapter 5, but is it? Let's have a read. Uh, Genesis uh, chapter 5, and we'll read perhaps the first eight verses. Genesis 5 from verse 1, this is the written account of Adam's family line. When God created mankind, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them. And he named them mankind when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. After Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Adam lived a total of 930 years, and then he died. When Seth had lived 105 years, he became the father of Enosh. After he became the father of Enosh, Seth lived 807 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Seth lived a total of 912 years and then he died. This is how the whole chapter goes. You know, In, in the older translations, it, it, it speaks like, you know, so-and-so begat so-and-so, and they lived this many years, and then they died. So-and-so begat so-and-so, and they lived this many years, and then they died. And on it runs, generation after generation, and they died, and they died, and they died, and they died. And they died. The whole pattern is birth, life, death. Birth, life, death. or. I'll do it your way around, birth, life, death, birth, life, death. And you kind of think, is that all there is to life? That's how it can seem, isn't it? That's, that's how so much of us live. So much of the time, we just seem to be in this birth, life, death, and we're somewhere on that little trajectory, and it's all heading one way down to the grave. I think it's all captured very well in this family tree. It's very, reali- re- very realistic, don't you think? Our lives don't look very much like the high drama and the excitement of Genesis chapters 1-4. to Actually, we are stuck in Genesis 5, aren't we? Our lives basically look like birth, life, death. But nonetheless, chapter 5, it does seem like a bit of a shock after all the action and the high drama of chapters 1-4. to So has the Bible basically settled down to reality here? Has it lost its lofty perspective and now we're just destined for drudgery? Is that what it's doing? What does this family tree have to do with the grand narrative of the Bible's story? Quite a lot, actually, because the Bible's central story is about offspring. Ever since the promise of Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, offspring has been the central concern of the, of the faithful. The birth of the Saviour. Each new generation was a fresh opportunity for the offspring of the woman to arise and crush the oppressor. But each new line of the family tree ends and he died, and he died, and he died. It's a brutal drumbeat all throughout the chapter, throughout the Bible, and he died, and he died. It's the rhythm of life. Everything gets cut off by the finality of death. It's relentless, and it seems like there's no way out. These genealogies continue throughout the Bible. They begin with this wide angle lens and then they zero in more and more to the the Shemites, the the Semites, the, the descendants of Shem, and then the Abrahamites, and then the Israelites. And then within Israel, it's the priestly and the royal tribes. And then there's the kings and then this particular line of kings. And we've been narrowing down, narrowing down, heading towards the Savior, we hope. And then the Old Testament ends and there's no resolution. There's just a lot of begats that end in death. But then you turn the page to the New Testament, and what's the first thing that we read? The first thing we read is a genealogy. Matthew starts with Abraham and then runs through David and all the kings, and it all culminates. It, it, It goes somewhere, it goes to Jesus Christ. So what's being communicated? It's being communicated that Jesus is the true offspring and the promised king. And with his coming, we see the passing of all genealogies. There are no more lines to be added after Jesus, no matter what Dan Brown might invent out of his pretty little head. Uh, Without Jesus, you get an endless cycle of begetting and dying, of, of, of birth, life, death, birth, life, death. But with Jesus Christ, the cycle is broken. Here is where the begats have been heading. And Christ's is the one line that does not end in death. We have Christmas, and then Good Friday, and then Easter. Here is a new kind of reality. It's not birth, life, death, but birth, death, life. See, there's a way out of the old cycle. Christ has put an end to the genealogies. He's he's put an end to the old cycles. And now if we are born again into into His reality... We are born in Him, we die in Him, and we live in Him. You see that verdict, and He died, it doesn't have to be the last word on you or your life. As Jesus says in John chapter 14, Because I live, you also will live.